Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with a caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Date Yourself Radio. Veronica here, and I am so excited to introduce to you to Meg Townsend from Aluna Adventures. So some of you may know that the travel bug bit me when I was pretty young and I've been infected ever since. I saved all my babysitting money to pay for a teen trip to Australia when I was in the 10th grade. And in the 12th grade, I participated in an essay contest about world peace and was actually selected to be one of 25 teens to travel to Egypt on a totally all expense paid trip to travel around the country with other teens to participate in conflict resolution workshops that we could bring back to our hometowns. So I started young and I've been traveling ever since. I lived abroad for a couple years. I've traveled all over the Middle East. I've dabbled a little bit in Europe. I've been to South America, Australia, all sorts of places. And I love it and it lights me up, which is why when I came across Meg, I just knew that I wanted her to be on the show. And in all honesty, I've actually known Meg from afar for probably about a year or so now. Um, we were in the same online business mastermind that we did, but I'm a little bit of a shy, introverted person. So of course, I love having this podcast as an excuse to reach out to other people who can share their expertise and their knowledge with all of you. As a fellow travel addict, I love how Meg infuses her love of travel, yoga, spirituality, and personal growth into her business. 
and her travels take her all over the world. She's combined her love of yoga with her love of the world and guides adventurous souls around the world with a company she co-founded, Aluna Adventures, on eco-friendly yoga retreats. And by the way, if you want to join her for an upcoming adventure, she has one coming up in Guatemala at the end of this month. So this is October 2016. At the end of October, she's got another trip coming up. By the time this goes out, the trip might be full. But in this interview, we go on and on about Guatemala. We've both been there before. And so you just might be curious to see if there's an extra spot for you. And Meg has so graciously offered $50 off this retreat or another one in 2017 to Date Yourself Radio listeners. So when you check out, just put Date Yourself in the coupon code section and she will honor that discount. So you can head over to her page to learn about all of her upcoming retreats at alunaadventures.com. And we will also have that link and all the other stuff we talk about in the show in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 39. All right. So as you listen into this episode, I want you to consider these questions because I promise it has to do with dating. So have you traveled by yourself before? Or do you wait to have the vacation of your dreams until he comes along? Do you think that you can't travel and have amazing vacations and trips because you aren't in a relationship? And are you a planner or are you a go with the flow type? And when dating, do you seek out someone who's similar to that archetype or the opposite? All right. Keep those questions in mind as we listen in. And here we go. Enjoy. Welcome back to the show, everyone. And I am here with Meg. Hey, Meg, and welcome to Date Yourself Radio. Hello. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited to have you here. And I gave a short little intro in the introduction that, you know, I know you do a lot of traveling and yoga retreats and traveling is something very close to my heart. I have gotten bit by the travel bug from a very young age. (laughs) So I'm super excited to have you on the show just for my own personal reasons. But I just think that what you're going to share with um, the listeners today is going to be super powerful. Um, And I just can't wait to get started. Awesome. Um, So before we do that, just tell in your own words, the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do and how you got to be doing that. Oh my gosh. So I was very excited when you contacted me about this because travel is like just a giant piece of who I am. And I too got bit by the travel bug at a very young age. (laughs) Um, and so I, um, am a semi-retired opera singer, if you will. I went to school for that. And then I just decided maybe I didn't know myself enough to be putting myself out there, um, in the opera world. So I found yoga And, um, that was a really wonderful path to help me heal, um, get to know who I was and, uh, through yoga became a yoga teacher and, um, Reiki practitioner and decided that that was, that was really my path. And, um, then as I was, you know, just getting to know myself better and really honing in on my skills as a yoga teacher, uh, one winter when, you know, you go deep into the cocoon in winter time. And I mm-hmm. spent a lot of time just really thinking, who am I as a yoga teacher and how am I going to deliver these powerful life-changing teachings? Mm-hmm. And what came up 
very loudly in a meditation was, you know, travel, like, this is what you're good at. And, um, you know, you have all these skills, like I obsess over just planning itineraries. So, um, <laughs> I'm kind of, the same I, way. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I totally, like when I was a little kid, I would just plan my family's itineraries and be like, and today at 5 PM, we do this. And then we do this <laughs> as I become more seasoned traveler I make the itinerary and then kind of let it go a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was just like, that combines all my, all my skills. And as soon as that intention was planted, I um, met a really wonderful woman also named Megan. And, um, she and I, uh, led our first retreat to Guatemala two years ago and have just been building this uh, wonderful business we co-founded called Aluna Adventures. And that's, um, that's my vessel and for teaching yoga and, um, really, connecting people to the world, to themselves, uh, to their practice. It's just this wonderful thing that, um, I feel so lucky to do and feel so excited to do. That's awesome. And I'm, I just want to ask about Guatemala. I, I traveled to Guatemala with Stevie, my fiance. Um, what was it a couple years ago now, I guess. And oh my gosh, I loved, loved the country. It was amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you go on your retreats in Guatemala? We go to Lake Atilan. Did you go there? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's so like one of the things we like to do is pick, um, you know, really powerful healing places in the world. And that, that lake, it will just churn you and, you know, make you feel amazing on the other side. And the people there are just so gentle and strong and beautiful. It's just amazing. An amazing place. I'm so glad you've been. (laughs) I have a funny, funny story. Um, so my future mother-in-law was freaking out when we told her we were going to Guatemala and (laughs) Stevie and I specifically decided to go to Guatemala because it was not like really touristy, like Costa Rica is. And we knew we wanted to go somewhere like close ish, but you know, cause we didn't have that much time off. So we weren't going to like fly to like South America. So we were looking at Central America and we didn't go to want to go to Costa Rica because it was just really touristy and way more expensive than Guatemala. So we went to we decided to go to Guatemala, we bought our tickets, whatever, and we're getting ready to go. And we tell his mom that we're going to Guatemala and she goes like, Guatemala <laughs> 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 And I like and she likes then I started like doing all this like research and I was like, Oh my god, why don't we just go to Costa Rica where all the tourists go? It's probably a lot safer and I was like freaking out. Um but I am so glad we went. It was amazing. Yeah. I have learned like you really just shouldn't Google places. (laughs) Um, and safety, like don't Google the word and safety, um, because it can be really terrifying. And I was almost not going. And the only reason I did was because I had a friend there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my partner, my business partner had gone there a couple Mm -hmm. times and I had another friend and she was like, just don't Google. And when I got there, I felt so safe. Like as soon as I got off the plane and walked out of the airport, I was just mm-hmm. like, I feel safe. Like mm-hmm. it, it's great. And I'm sure, you know, anywhere things can happen, but yeah. just be a smart, smart traveler and push through yeah. some fear. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I always like to share that story. Quite a fucking mom. I love that. I freak out. <laughs> um, <laughs> So everyone listening to this should go to Guadalajara because it's awesome. So yes. <laughs> Lake Atitlan. We went to and and um, Antigua and we stayed a little. Um, I don't know if you've visited, but it's called the Earth Lodge. It's like yes, oh yes. god, 
That place uh, is all heaven. the avocados, all the avocados, and all the volcanoes too. You can see like that puffing volcano from like yeah, on the was other it, side did, of the valley. Oh, God. could you see lava? Was there lava when you were there? No, we and had. There might it have was been lava. Active. There might have. I mean, it was puffing during the day, but we were there when. Okay. Um, it would it would be really sunny probably until about one or so, maybe maybe two if we were lucky, and then it would be pretty cloudy the rest of the day. So, um, at night when Maybe we could have seen the, seen the lava or the, at least the glow. It was too cloudy. Um, okay. So, but we saw the puffy and we were staying at, on, in one of the cabins that had like, basically the wall was just like the window and we we're like yes. waking up and like, there's like a puffing volcano. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. Heaven. Yes. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. So enough about Guatemala. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> so yeah. So originally, you know, I, as, as you know, and then, you know, I'll share with my listeners, I really wanted you to come onto the show to talk about travel and, um, you know, how that is, can be an amazing tool for self-exploration, self-care and self-love. So can you talk a little bit about your journey, um, with travel and, you know, these, um, personal growth paths you've taken? Yes. Um, I guess the first, there, there are two like very significant trips in my late teens, early twenties that, um, I feel like started to shape me and, and got me in such relationship with myself. Um, the first one, I was actually, I think it was between, I was right after my senior year of high school and I decided that the college I was going to, I didn't want to. And I was like, I'm going to backpack around the U S and figure out where I want to go to school. And my parents were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so here I go, like 19 years old, I go to Boston and Chicago and LA um, to see schools and just wandered around by myself. And I was so scared, but I was like, you can totally do this. And that's where planning really made me feel like, okay, if I've got a plan and a place to sleep every night, you know, everything else can just be kind of, I'll figure it out. Yes. Um, and that really helped me feel like brave of mm-hmm. just like, okay, I can do this. I'm 19 years old and I'm staying in a hostel in Chicago. Um, you know, my mother was probably, you know, <laughs> <laughs> twisting her wrists the whole <laughs> week I was gone. Um, but that kind of like planted a seed of, of adventure in me. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I would say, after college, about five or six years later, I, my big trip was this solo trip to California and I was in a bad place, you know, recovering from not a great relationship and, um, Mm -hmm. kind of in a bad relationship with myself as well. Like just really hadn't forgiven myself for allowing myself to be in that relationship for so long. Um, but I was, some part of me was like, you got to do this. So I chose Northern California and I flew in. Oh my gosh. I flew (laughs) in San Francisco and I was like, I'm going to splurge on a convertible. That's going to be my biggest cost. And I'm going to stay in hostels and like eat rice cakes, but like I'm getting a convertible and I'm driving up and around the coast. And so I made no plans except for my, you know, I have to know where I'm sleeping every night. So I planned where I'm sleeping. And then I really was just like, okay, I'm open to adventure. Um, and I'm kind of a funny one cause I do have a lot of fear come up and I'm, I come from like this worst case scenario family where it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen right now? And what would you do about it? So, you know, as I'm hiking through the redwoods, I'm Googling like 
what do you do when you see a mountain lion or a bear? (laughs) So I'm like really prepared or walking on the beach. It was like, what times should I not walk on the beach? So I don't get hit by like some rogue wave that will sweep me out into the ocean. (laughs) So I have all these fears, but I'm like, I'm noticing them, but I'm still doing this thing, whatever it is. Um, and I remember it so clearly, um, this, Because when you travel by yourself, especially, I mean, you're just with you for 24 hours a day and it can sometimes be a little uncomfortable, just like if you were traveling with somebody else. Yeah. Um, And I just remember having these moments of like, you know, where stuff would come up and I'd get frustrated or mad at myself. And I remember driving in that convertible and it was raining. So I had to have the top up and I was so bent out of shape about that. And through the Redwoods and the song by Bjork came on and it was just like so ethereal and beautiful. And just this voice inside of me was like, you know, you have to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. You just do. And like, Mm -hmm. it starts right now. And this is what you're going to focus on in this trip is like, you know, being in relationship with yourself. And that was like Mm -hmm. the first time I'd ever thought about that. Um, Thank you, wisdom from Northern California, (laughs) (laughs) traveling through my ear. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that was just like this pivotal moment where it was like, it's, I'm going to be in relationship with myself. And um, one of the ways I did it was all that driving and just like talking out loud to myself and just working things out and um, slowly getting to know myself and becoming my own best friend, which was really cool. And I really see that as like where my relationship with myself started. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I, I did some traveling, solo traveling as well. And it's similar to, you know, I, I run a date yourself challenge a few times a year. And when this goes live, we'll be long over the fall round of the date yourself challenge. But, um, so some people are like, well, I don't understand. Like, how does going out to dinner by myself help me, you know, meet mm-hmm. someone or how does buying myself flowers help me? And it's, and it's sometimes it's really hard to explain because it's like a feeling that you get when you treat yourself amazingly or, you know, spend time with yourself or whatever. And so I'd, um, I'd love to hear some things that you kind of have discovered when you spend time by yourself, but I'll just share one for myself quickly. Um, because I'm always trying to think like, how, what, what does happen? And one thing that I found, at least when I was traveling by myself, is I met people and I discovered people, or not just people, but things that I would have never noticed had I been distracted by other people's company. And not that other people's company is bad, but, you know, so I, mm-hmm. um, I, I lived in the Middle East for a couple of years and I did a seven-day solo trip around Syria long before the war wow. now. <laughs> but I just met all these people like cuz I mean Syrians are so friendly and so I just met all these people. I also I spoke Arabic at the time so it was made it much easier to travel, but um I was just uh I met all these people and I did all these things and I saw all these things that I would have never done had I just been, you know, going there with my grad school friends cuz I was in grad school at the time. Um so that's for me. So I'm just kind of curious like what kind of happens for you um when you do this. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Um, 
I also love I, what you said earlier about in the date yourself challenge, going out to dinner by yourself. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, even now still in a re- I'm in a relationship, but I definitely make date time for myself. Um, cause mm-hmm. I think it's just so important and it's really cool to just like sit and notice, um, you know, and maybe strike up a conversation with anyone who's around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the really cool things about traveling, by yourself is you can really explore like, who am I and interacting with people and getting to know people. You can just be you without the filter of whoever say I'm traveling with my best friend or my parents, you know, we have those, we're always ourselves, but we have certain filters and layers and things that we add on in those relationships. But when it's just you, you can really explore like, who am I or who, who do I want to be if I don't Mm -hmm. know? Like who, who do I see myself as? What do I feel like? And, and just really interacting with people on that genuine level, I think helps to begin to strengthen that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah. Oh, the other here's here's the actual answer to the okay. question. <laughs> actual answer. That's what I'm looking um, for. Only actual answers. <laughs> Only actual answers. I can I can talk in many loops, so you can always lasso me if you need to. <laughs> um I think one of the things that came up for me recently, I was decompressing from a yoga retreat, um, kind of doing some advanced looking in Scotland in June. Mm-hmm. And I had all I had this like list of like you know, me, this list of like, these are the things I must do. And, and I was so tired and, um, I just let myself like take a bath and, and sleep Mm -hmm. and just relax and like, let go of like, take, like really listen to myself and take care of myself. Um, and I think that builds a strong relationship with yourself as well. Of just like, instead of, okay, I should be doing this because I'm in Scotland and I need to like, pack everything in in a day. It's like, nope, I'm tired. Guess what? I'm going to sleep. Maybe take a little walk, take a bath. That's my day. Oh my um, gosh. I, um, so it's funny. Cause when I, tra- my sister and I have done some traveling together and when we travel, I'm like, you are like, I want to f- like see all the sites. I'm like, got a plan. We got to stick to the plan so we can see all the sites. My sister's like, can't we just like, I don't know, sleep in or have like a two hour lunch or just like, oh, we see a cool store, like walk around there for a little bit. And um, so I'm just wondering, have you, um, you know, as you've, you know, progressed and, you know, grown, do you find yourself letting go of the planning or do you still feel like you have to be really planned out when you go on a vacation or go on a trip on a trip? I've been loose with the planning. Cause I do like, there's some part of me that just loves to plan, but, mm-hmm. um, if I can't, you know, do something or make something like I won't buy tickets to stuff, um, you know, like tickets to exhibits and things in advance, but I'll, you know, set the intention of like, okay, I want to do these five things in this city. Um, but if I don't, that's fine because something else wonderful could fill that spot. So, I'm a big, I got to know where I have to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really it. And the rest I've just started to like listen and, and look around. I mean, one of my most magical adventures was actually this day, the California trip, um, where these three dudes who were staying at the hostel, they were all like dudes in their forties <laughs> were making breakfast, making breakfast and and chatting and laughing and seemed pretty cool. And I had seen this sign that said three gents need a ride to, I forget where 
where it was, some Scottish sounding name. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. So I asked them if it was them and they said, Oh yeah, our car broke down, but we need a ride to our kayak place. I was like, I'll give you a ride. I have nothing to do. So I gave them a ride and they said, well, do you want to join us? And I was like, all right, I'm going to join you. And I called my friend and I said, I'm going kayaking with these three men. (laughs) If you don't hear from me within 12 hours, please call alert the authorities. (laughs) Safety Meg. It's like always has a plan. Um, and then I went kayaking and it was the most fun day. Like we kayaked in this Tamale Bay. I don't know if you saw that when you were up there. No, I was recently in Monterey with my sister and we did um, a couple little things after around there. So yeah. Nice. (laughs) But yeah, we just kayaked and like ate lunch on a beach and took a nap and had oysters later. And it was a beautiful, super fun day. That sounds awesome. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think of any other questions. Maybe I'll have some more questions about travel because, you know, I love travel. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm really curious about your yoga retreats. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, what they're like, what you do, what the goal behind them is? And I know you have some examples of transformations that some of your participants have had. So, yes. So yeah, I'll let you start at the beginning. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so my, um, business partner, Megan Dwyer and myself, um, our vision for Aluna Adventures is that we are, you know, going to these healing places in the world, powerful places, um, connecting to the culture in some way, um, you know, whether that's being of service or, you know, giving back or spending time with artisans, healers, um, you know, really immersing ourselves in the culture, not just going someplace, taking and then leaving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Going someplace, right. giving, interacting, um, learning. And one of our other sort of pillars is sticking with um, sustainability as best we can. I mean, I know we're taking flights, but um, staying in eco hotels and, you know, being in places that have little imp- lower impact on the environment. I love that. Um, I love that. Yeah. And it's really growing and um, some countries it's just, that's exactly how it is. So it's really fun to, um, you know, do research and support in that way because we're taking a giant plane across the ocean sometimes. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we want to try and minimize our, our carbon footprint, um, as best we can with where we stay. Um, and on the yoga front, so it's really, she draws from a very, um, powerful, uh, shamanic earth-based yoga infused, um, lineage. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That, that means, um, a lot of ritual and, uh, connecting with the earth, like offering, um, offering prayers and and flowers and offerings to the water and Mm -hmm. doing fire ceremony. Um, the Caro Indians is, uh, one of her, um, teachers has studied with them and, so she works a lot with bringing these tools to modern yogis and teaching yin yoga as well. Mm-hmm. And then I come from the um, Sri Vidya Tantra lineage of the Himalayas. So a more traditional um, India-based yoga yoga lineage. So we work a lot actually with internal practices and, and meditation and hatha yoga and a lot with the energy body. 
Okay. So they kind of complement each other well, a lot of mm-hmm. internal, external, um, but all hooked into, you know, a teacher-based lineage. So bringing powerful yoga onto this retreat, but it's not just about the yoga, right? It's mm-hmm. about adventure and exploring and all these things. So we always tell people, well, we'll help them safely explore their edges. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that, that really is how we transform. Yeah. Be a little, un- get uncomfortable sometimes, but you know, in a safe held way. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're all about adventure and and that aspect as well. And that's where we've seen some really fun transformation. Um, we had a, a wonderful student last year who's actually come to two retreats now. And as a group, we climbed, we picked this climb that we would do. And Megan and I hadn't done it before. And it was supposedly like a moderate climb. <laughs> and so this gal had just not, two people had never climbed like a mountain before. Mm-hmm. And she, she was just like really, really struggling. And climbing a mountain is amazing because, which is what it turned out to be. Like we are mountain climbing. The more experienced climbers were like, uh, this is a mountain climb, <laughs> not, not a moderate hike. Um, we all made it. It took a long time, but it was a really beautiful, like group bonding experience. Yeah. Um, every, everyone was so kind and encouraging to people, um, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, so that was beautiful. And then this girl, I stayed with her. Um, and we just like kept the back, <laughs> kept it going. Um, it was really beautiful to watch her. Like I learned so much from just watching her push through, um, her fears. Cause sometimes we're like on the edge, like walking through a cornfield at six, 7,000 feet. And it's like, if you were to fall, you, it looks like you would just fall straight down. Oh it's like these, these terraced cornfields. I don't know if you saw those like up high in the lake. We were like walking through those. Yeah. I don't remember. It was it was crazy. We, did, we definitely didn't go that high elevation. So I don't think we were up there. <laughs> I might've seen it from below. <laughs> it was, the views were amazing. Um, yeah, I bet. But it was something else, but just like being with her and watching her. And that was only day two <laughs> mm. watching her, like really push through being so uncomfortable and wanting to turn around, but literally you couldn't like, it would yeah. have taken longer and been not safe to turn around. Um, and just watching her slowly blossom over the week, um, from a lot of resistance and a lot of fear to like, all right, I'm just, I'm scared, but I'm doing it. I'm scared, but I'm doing it. And then she joined us in Morocco, um, months later and, you know, she had shared about her fear of all different types of transport. And in Morocco, we're on like, you know, everything as well in a four by four going through sand dunes and on camels (laughs) And I was really worried. I was like, oh, she might lose it. She, this might be too much. And I hear her in the back of the four by four as we're going sideways on sand dune. She's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just so impressed by you. And it's something, it, it, this travel and the, and the retreat and just the container that we created, like lit a spark in her. And she is really on fire in many areas of her life. It's that's why I do what I do. Um, it's just, I feel really lucky to be able to, to see that process and, and support people in that way. That's amazing. Um, so you, um, I'm going to jump 
tie this a little bit back to what we were talking about before and just travel. You're in a relationship, correct? Yes. Okay. So how has um, travel, or maybe I'm just making an assumption and you can tell me that I'm totally off, but has travel helped you to uh, kind of become the person, you know, ready to attract the person that you're with now? Like how has it helped you be a better partner and um, be a better person within the context of a relationship? Ooh, good question. <laughs> I know. I just totally put you on the spot. I think I forgot to tell you, I was you going to ask you that. <laughs> that's okay. No, I like to be on the spot. Let me just, let me just sit with that for a second. Okay. Um, you know, I definitely think that it prepared me to be in a relationship because that it was my tool to get in relationship with myself, as I mm. said earlier. And yeah. I think that's like, there's this beautiful quote, um, from this book that might now I digress into a loop, but it will, it will loop back. Um, no my aunt gave me this book from the seventies, uh, when I, uh, had my first like really sad breakup in high school. And she gave me this wonderful book called how to get over the loss of a love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, totally from 60s, 70s, like super old cover, a bunch of different poems and things. And this one poem said like, uh, two halves when they join, yes, they do create a whole, but two holes when they join, that is beauty. And that is love. Mm, I love that. I mean, that's, just, that's that like the essence amazing? of what I teach. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I just love that. And so that's like, that's what travel did to me. As mm-hmm. did with, did for me, especially yoga, um, as well. It just helped me to become whole mm-hmm. and really be in love with myself. And then from that, it was, I stopped, you know, accepting just anyone. And, um, I was really like, I'm going to wait and get to know people and really find the right person for me. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did dating and meeting your now partner feel easy or easier when you were, you know, feeling whole and complete? I would say, Hmm. It felt easier in a way. Like Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have as many expectations and I felt a little more patient. Hmm. Okay. Of like, cause before when I was going through the whole dating excitement, um, it was like every person I'd be like, Oh my gosh, this is the one. And I'm just going to become who they want me to become. And you know, that molding yourself to, to be whatever you think their ideal is. And then the, eventually, as I just continued to cook, I was like, Nope, take me or leave me. Like (laughs) here I am. And I'm going to be continually evolving. Like, are you too? And, um, and it's funny because my boyfriend, we actually have known each other, uh, since my freshman year in college and we're just kind of friends and dated a little bit, but it was never the right timing. So it was almost like, I kind of, I want to say like went back into the past <laughs> to <laughs> date somebody, but I didn't really, Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I, uh, we eventually, it was just, it was the right timing for us, but, yeah. um, I was in a much more whole place. Mm-hmm. When, when we decided to 
you know, to actually start a relationship. And he said very early on in our relationship, he was like, well, I like who I am and I'm never going to change and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, it's good. You're not going to change for anybody, but like, you have to change. (laughs) (laughs) At first I was like, I don't know if I can be with this person. Like he's literally never going to change, but I see him changing. Yeah. It's been six years and he's changing. So it works. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Right. But then the idea that he's not changing for you, he's just simply growing and evolving is like exactly. the, key, the key difference. Yes. Yeah. Because I think there's still, I mean, even though women may deny it, and I certainly denied it, you know, when I was dating that I would like fall in love with like a fixer upper, but fall in love with the finished product rather than who he actually was. And that's just, it's always a recipe for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So we talked a little briefly before we started recording about <clears throat> the yamas and niyamas of dating. And um, most of the listeners are going to be like, yama what? <laughs> They're not going to know any idea what yamas and niyamas are. So can you share a little bit about what those are and um, and how they relate to dating? Yes. So they are um, 10 sort of like tenets of yoga of, um, you know, yoga is an eight limbed practice and they're the first two limbs. And it's, you know, traditionally actually before you even do asana, the yoga poses, um, you are to explore and really start to integrate the yamas and niyamas into your life. Um, and so there are 10 just recommendations I would say for, um, things to cultivate internally and externally. And do you want me to just run through them real quick? Sure. I, I like know them, but I can't name them off the top of my head. <laughs> so there's ahimsa. We always start with ahimsa and ahimsa is nonviolence. Mm-hmm. Um, satya, which is truthfulness. Asteya, which is non-stealing. Brahmacharya, which is non-excess. Aparigraha, which is non-possessiveness. Those are the yamas. And then the niyamas, saucha, which is purity, uh, santosha, contentment, tapas, which is self-discipline, swadhyaya, which is self-study, and then ishwara pranidhana, which is surrender. Awesome. So I'm somewhat familiar with them because I used to actually teach a yoga course, um, not online, it was like a live in-person class, um, teaching uh, the yamas and niyamas through Jewish text. And so I awesome. taught that at like synagogues and, you know, Jewish community centers, things like that. So um, I'm familiar with them. And there's a couple that really stick out in my mind as really, you know, could really be helpful when looking at dating and relationships. But what are like maybe the top, you know, one or two, maybe three yamas and niyamas that can just be really helpful in terms of cultivating a healthy dating mindset? Ooh, I, I think first, ahimsa, mm-hmm. um, cause once again, the sutras talk about like, that's the most important one. And ahimsa um, is nonviolence just for ahimsa is nonviolence. Yes. And so how I see that, um, just kind of through the lens of, or applied to dating, dating yourself, um, is looking at self-criticism, right? Not being violent towards yourself. Mm. And self-criticism and also criticism 
externally, right? Because these are things that we look at both internally and externally. And, um, what yoga talks about is that when you can cultivate it outside or inside, you know, Mm -hmm. wherever your starting point is, then the kind of boundary between external and internal will start to dissolve a bit and it starts to just become more fluid. So say I'm I can't work on my own self-criticism, but I'm going to watch my language and how I, you know, critique and criticize others. And then eventually I might start to soften and critique myself less, or you might start the other way around. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop criticizing myself. And then I notice I have less desire to, to criticize others. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I find, especially with the, um, the self-criticism, you know, so many women in the date yourself community, um, uh, you know, when the date doesn't go right or when something goes wrong in dating or relationships, we're just, we always just like, Oh, like I, I messed that up or I like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm not actually speaking the voices that's probably in my client's head very well right now, but basically it's like all about blaming themselves and not being good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or skinny enough or whatever it is. And when, you know, when you start believing that about yourself, I feel like it comes across subconsciously to other people that that's how you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to then, you know, expect anyone else to think anything differently of you. Right. Yeah. I heard like, I, I follow this, um, this other, this other, um, podcast and I, I don't know if there's like research or, or what, but I know a lot of your mind is, or a lot of our actions are only like 5% based on conscious thoughts and mostly it's based on unconscious thoughts. So this, you know, having this self-criticism, I think absolutely has to affect, you know, what you do unconsciously. And if that affects 90% of your actions, I mean, that's a lot. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's like, what are these things that are informing everything I'm doing? And that's where I think tapas, the Mm self-discipline comes in of like, just the practice of like, okay, I'm going to make a change. Mm. And I'm It's going to be uncomfortable, right? Whenever you want to change a habit, change a thought pattern, any of that, like yeah, your ego is going to really resist that. It's going to be like, but no, that's, this is me. Like yeah. I'm the funny, I'm the funny, snarky, self-critical person. It's like, no, you don't have to be like, <laughs> right. I'm just saying that cause that was me totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, no, you can, you can soften that. But this, the path from point A to point B is a little uncomfortable and a little fiery, but like, that's how we change. Yeah. I love bringing that up. Cause I, I wouldn't even even thought of that off the top of my head in terms of dating, but, um, I, th- you know, I'm a yoga teacher and I know that a lot of people think yoga is like, like, we're all just like, woo, like dancing in the fields, doing whatever we feel like <laughs> doing, you know, whenever we feel like doing. And, and then when you, they hear about this idea of tapas where it's like discipline and like you, you know, you have like a self care routine that you commit to doing every day, even if you don't want to do it or a practice, you know, your practice or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's actually sticking to do it, sticking to do it and making changes. And, um, it's not the stereotypical, yogi that probably, you know, you hear about from however yoga is portrayed in in Hollywood and whatnot. Exactly. Um, But so I love that you bring that up because, um, yeah, I mean, it's just all the yamas and yamas, like some seem to, um, uh, 
like are hypocritical of each other, but it all like is a balancing act, like, you know, not being too hard on yourself, but then also like giving yourself a kick in the butt with tapas and like, you know, doing things that, you know, you need to do to, you know, create new thought patterns or stop bad habits, things like that. Exactly. And that's where we could talk all day about this swadhyaya, (laughs) that self-study, like Mm -hmm. knowing the difference between do I need to kick myself in the butt or do I need to be soft with myself? Mm-hmm. Like really getting real with yourself of like, this is, this is what I need. Usually it's the more uncomfortable one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually I tell my students, like, if you're not quite sure yet, like if you haven't developed the the lens to be able to discern yet, um, that's fine. But like pick the thing that makes you a little less comfortable. Cause that's probably the one you need. Cause some yeah. people are really uncomfortable with slowing down and softening. And some people are really uncomfortable pushing themselves. So we all are kind of wired differently. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I think that's a, that's a good place to wrap up the, our conversation today or interview, um, with the themes of ahimsa, nonviolence, non being critical to yourself. And then, but staying on the path, but then also self-study. I, I love that. Um, yeah. I would have, I probably would have picked a Hemza too, but I wouldn't have picked the other two. So I'm glad that I asked you for, you know. What would you have picked? Um, I think I would have probably picked Asteya. Wait, I might get them wrong. No, Satya. Definitely. I would have picked Satya. Truth. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, and I, and the reason for that is a lot of the women in the date yourself community, um, including my own story of dating is not really telling ourselves the truth. Um, and I'm not even talking about like telling, you know, honest communication, like I'm not even going there with, with Satya, but more of just like, um, Oh, well he really does like me. Um, and then continuing to pursue a relationship, even though, you know, he doesn't really like you because he's not doing what you, what you think, what, what someone ought to do, you know, in, in courtship and dating. Um, And, you know, part of my story is I denied for a really long time, both to others, but also myself that I wanted to be in a relationship. And so instead, I just buried my head and my career and other things, which is fine, except that it just wasn't true. Like, it's not I did want a relationship. um, And I couldn't figure it out and what what I was doing wrong. And so instead of trying to figure it out, I, you know, hid my head in the sand. Um, So so that is probably one that would have really stuck out for me. And then let's see, the other one I probably would have done is, um, probably, I might get this one wrong, Saucha, um, because, and maybe this isn't really, maybe I'm like stretching the, the definition of what Saucha is, but like, I think it's really important to, um, just have a really clean, open space to have a clean, open mind with dating. Um, That's exactly Saucha. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I like, mean, you know, like one thing, you know, for for women who do my date yourself challenge for the women who join early, I'm like, all right, before you date yourself, before we talk about dating and Tinder and match.com and all those things, I need you to get into your closet, clean out your closet. I need you to scrub your floors. I need to go to, you need go to your car, clean out all the trash, all the old Starbucks cups, (laughs) just like do all of that. And, and they're like, uh, okay. And they, and then they post in the Facebook group, Oh my God, I feel amazing. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's just, it's just like incredible what, when you start to clean out your physical space, what it does to your, just your emotional bandwidth and your emotional space. And I think that, um, 
I just think it opens you up to, um, to receiving the right person better than if you just feel really cluttered. Everything I think is going to feel like a stressor when you just feel like everything is a mess right now. Totally. So, yeah. Um, so those are the top, those are the other two I would have, I would have picked, but but I'm pretty sure you can, you know, tie any of them back to, (laughs) (laughs) so the, the last question I ask my guests is what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Ooh, Hmm. Favorite way to treat myself. I would say, being somewhere near water Mm. and just like sitting near it, being in it, that, yeah, nice. That would be, that would be it. Super simple. I love it. Super simple. Just let it kind of nourish me. Yeah. Are all your yoga retreats, um, near water or on water or whatever? Mostly France is not, but we go to water and then Morocco. Um, we try to start at the coast, um, but because then we travel to the Sahara. So (laughs) nice. we, uh, we spend a little time, but, um, Megan leads one in Colombia, and then we do Guatemala together and they're both on a lake or on a beach. So yeah, water is something powerful about water. So we try to incorporate it as much as we can. Yeah. I love that. So if my listeners wanted to learn more about the, um, yoga retreats and your adventures and all that stuff, where can they go to find that? They can check out Aluna, A-L-U-N-A, adventures.com. Okay, cool. And I'll put that in the show notes. And this will likely air, let's see, when I'm recording this in September, it will likely air the end of well, sometime in October, mid to end of October, most likely. Um, so based on that, are there any upcoming trips that would be, that people could, would be able to sign up for in mid to late October? Well, if somebody's feeling crazy spontaneous, we leave for Guatemala on October 29th. Okay. <laughs> and if we have space left at that point, okay. they can join us. Um, otherwise coming up, um, in 2017, we have two retreats to Colombia. Okay. One is actually over Valentine's day. Oh, cool. Um, called rhythm and roots. So there's going to be a lot of dancing and a lot of exploration around movement. Um, the other one called heart of the world that's in March. And then in April, we'll be taking a 10 or 11 day, um, journey into the mystic to Morocco. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Maybe I'll check one of them out. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Um, I love our conversation. We kind of jumped around this a little so bit. This is so fun. But, I know. That's, but, you know, that's what I always, unfortunately. <laughs> my listeners know that. I mean, we talked about Nyamas and Yamas traveling, you know, whatever. Um, my listeners uh, know and love that about this show, at least I hope. Um, so, but thank you so much. Um, it was a thank real you. pleasure and a real treat having you on the show today. Thank you. And I think it's so amazing what you're doing. And it's, I'm really glad that you're doing it. It's inspiring. Thank you so much. Hey y'all, Veronica here. Before you go, I wanted to let you know that I open a few free sessions a week on my calendar just for you. If you're feeling stuck or like you're in a loop going through the same dating cycle again and again, I can help you get unstuck and start moving forward. 
In my free 30-minute dating clarity sessions, I'll help you uncover what's really blocking you from your ideal relationship, help you get clear on what the relationship you want looks like, and by the way, the more clear you are, the easier it is to attract it into your life, and you'll leave our session with more energy and motivation towards finding that special someone. I have limited slots each week for these calls, so to save yours, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating clarity, and that's all smushed into one word. You might be wondering how we can accomplish so much in so little time. And here's the truth. I've worked with hundreds of women and I've spent hours crafting the perfect questions that help us get to the root of the matter pretty quickly. Some also say that my superpower is sensing what's blocking you so we can get a lot done in a short time. So again, to save your spot for these limited dating clarity sessions, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating clarity. Scroll to the bottom of the page and you can sign up for your free session right there. I cannot wait to connect with you and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.